Hey Vitamizers, it's Allison and I am so excited for today's episode of the How Do You Health podcast. But first, just as a reminder, we are brought to you by Slenderella, the liver detox and fat loss shots. They are made with all natural FDA approved vitamins, minerals, and amino acids, nothing else. They're pretty great. I love them as post-workout recovery. We have clients who have lost significant amounts of weight using Slenderella as a supplement and they give you a lot of energy because they have B12 in them. So they're great, we love them. Check them out, slenderellausa.com. I'll put the link in the description. We are also brought to you by Flabs to Fitness, specializing in 20 minute workouts you can do anywhere, online health coaching, and brand management for other health companies. And of course, the host of the show is Nurse Doza of MSW Lounge. Our guest today is why I am so excited though, his name is Keith Norris. He is the co-founder of Paleo FX, Efficient Exercise, ArxFit, and one of the founding members of ID Life. So to say he's busy is a little bit underwording it. He is a wonderful person who I get to work with a lot on the Paleo FX side, and I was super excited to get him in to talk with Jonathan because I see a lot of similarities between the two of them in their ambitions for their companies. And this was just a really great way for me personally to geek out. But um, I think you guys will find some really awesome nuggets, whether you're a business owner, whether you're just starting out on your health journey, um, whether you feel like you should be doing something more with your health journey, such as owning a business, but you just don't know what that is yet. Uh, these guys had some really cool insights and quite honestly, I didn't tell them I was recording. So um, there's a little bit of vulgarity in this one, but I think you can handle it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I never I never told them when I was recording. So we got some cool behind the scenes clips and there will be kind of a weird interlude at one point because we had some clients come into the office and John needed to attend to them. So um, you'll you'll hear that in the middle of the episode. but. Hey, you know, that just shows that we're doing something right at MSW if we have clients show up at random times, so that's great. Um, without further ado, here is Nurse Doza with Keith Norris. Well, you're a rock star. I saw your resume, and you're doing quite a bit of stuff, too. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what rock star status, but yeah, I'm keeping busy. Yeah? It's enough to keep me a little busy, for sure. So you got paleo, you have your gym, and then you have your supplements. In supplements, yeah. And um, a bit. Yeah, ArxFit equipment, which I'm kind of on the periphery now. I've pulled, if there's if there's one entity that I've pulled more away from, it's that entity right now. The it's equipment just, one? Yeah. What is ARX? I was looking at it. So it's very, very difficult to explain without actually being able to show it to you hands-on, but essentially it's a device that you can do both uh, fully maximal effort, concentric and eccentric exercise okay. of the movement nice it um, toasts it, you yeah it's <laughs> when i when i was first exposed to it when i first saw the plans for it before i partnered with mark and, it, and really this equipment was one of the main reasons i partnered with him because i could see where this was going yeah and uh at first i was happy that i ran across it in the other sense i was like i feel like such a freaking dumbass for not thinking of this and it's like when you're 
immersed in your specialty and you're so immersed in it, you're so tunnel visioned yeah. that someone from the outside goes, Hey man, why don't you try this? And it's just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. How did, what made you think of that? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, but you're so just dialed in, you can't see it. Yeah. Um, and when I saw that, I was just like, it's really a very, very easy concept. All it is, it's essentially a winch. Okay. It's a motorized platform and you can do, you can configure this in any way. And we have done it in a number of different ways, but it's essentially a motorized platform that moves back and forth at a fixed speed. That's all it is. That's cool. And you either try to press it away from you as fast as possible. Of course, yeah. it's not going to move any faster than what it's going. Yeah. Or you try to resist it coming back to you. So it's like the four second push up perfected, right? Yes. You're, you're doing that. We're getting both eccentric. Yes, except that you're going all out against it, so that you're so that so if you're doing a push up, right, you're not. Um, if you it, push as hard as you can, it's gonna shoot you. right Yeah, out. if you push as hard as you can, you're just gonna come right up. Yeah. But if something were on your back to keep you from pushing up as hard as you could, yeah, you would be going full out, but uh, just right. all the way, all the way through. And if you look at the strength curve, it just perfectly matches your strength curve it's got it graphs for you too while you're pushing so it like that's it cool. shows you your results right there yeah that's nice so and then of course it brings you the fatigue right like that's fast what it, yeah <laughs> that's, that's what, what you want it's, yeah. it's yeah. a staple yeah. efficient exercise you do 30 minute yeah. workouts and your toes because you're on those machines and you but and you so that it's a good very very good tool but it's not the end-all be-all right you yeah. still want to you still want to you know flexibility component the the fast ballistic type sure. stuff you want to be able to do yeah. that but it's there's no it fast is, twitch right it is a good tool oh that is totally fast twitch. that's fast twitch yeah okay yeah it's just um So there's, so there's a difference between the fast twitch and fast central nervous system uh, reflex uh, or rebound. Yeah. Right. So if you think about sprinting, sprinting is primarily the um, the energy that is um, collected and stored in your tendons. Right. And then re-released and then re-released like, like a pogo stick. Right. Um, that aspect of physiology that that machine won't do. So, you, so that machine is working, you can think of it as working on the engine, right? Yeah. So you could have a, a big block 450 out there that's poorly tuned and you're not gonna get a lot of performance of it. But if you have a big block 450 and it's tuned, right. now you've got something to contend with. Yeah. Um, so we can build the, the big block 450, but we gotta do other things to finally tune the, the firing of that. That's cool, that's cool. That's cool. It's and, uh, yeah, but in my involvement with that, with that was a little bit on the engineering side, but mostly on the okay, what do we do with this thing now that we have it? Yeah. Side, like how, how are we, you know, creating creating training protocols to go along with it, um, which was cool, and I enjoy that. It's just I had to give something up. So, yeah, because you got so much going yeah, on. Had, yeah, and it's one of those, and it's funny because I just came from a a uh, mastermind this weekend. You know Christina Wise? Definitely. I've W-E-I-S-S? Christina's first name is spelled weird. I've heard I've heard that name. Christina with two S's. Yeah. K-R-I-S-S-T-I-N-A Wise. She she made her money in Austin here in real estate. Even 
during the crash in okay. 2008 and she was super high level and a national performer in the real estate realm but um, she since realized that her true calling is to, to teach people how to manage wealth um, and it's the, it wasn't so much in the real estate side but in the management of wealth side of things anyway we were at a mastermind this weekend at her place and um, we were talking about the problem that entrepreneurs have that you have too many options, right? And entrepreneurs are constantly spitting out new ideas all the time or they're coming in contact with other entrepreneurs. And after about a two minute conversation, there's a new something that yeah. is birthed from that. Yeah. But the idea that, you know, if, it, if it, essentially if it's not a fuck yes, it's gotta be a no. And it, you just have to, you know, you can run yourself ragged with too many, kind of interests and you really have to be brutal about paring down what your true interests are otherwise you can't devote enough time and energy to yeah to see those three and that arts fit for me was that i just had to you know cut back on it yeah no that makes sense but uh it hurt and it, yeah <laughs> i mean sure. it's you know and i have to back off of the gym side of things too because again it's a time it's a time issue and i you know i love it I love that atmosphere too of just being in the gym, but it's I can't do that and try to push Paleo FX forward. And really, Paleo FX is kind of the needy child right now. <laughs> yeah, and it really Paleo FX is really where, if I were to say that if I'm true to myself and I really want to affect people's lives, that's the way I'm going to affect people's lives is through that avenue more than any other avenue. So that's cool. So that's that's what I choose to devote most of my time to now. You feel like you're changing the world? I do. It's awesome. I do. I absolutely do. And it is really because you know, anyone who's in the entrepreneurial game knows it is a freaking dogfight a lot of times. It's yeah. tough on every front. And there's some days that, it's, there's, so there's some days you're just like, can one fucking thing go right today? Just <laughs> one. Just give me, give me a crack here. Just yeah. give me one thing that's gone right. Yeah. Um, and some days are like that. And it, if you don't have that North Star, then you're... You, you'll just get you'll just get rolled in the tide I'm with you I'm I feel like that too I mean I can see like it's funny you said the whole mind spinning like you got plate spinning this way yeah. spinning this way I think we're in a similar boat here the thing is is like you, me and Baldo he's my vice president my best friend we basically planted seeds yeah and we were like well maybe one of these will hit yep truly and yeah. the funny thing is like you probably did the same thing, but yep. you're like, oh shit, they're all hit. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, you're like, oh crap, <laughs> what, where can I go with this? And you yeah. like, kind of push it further, like, well, maybe if I do, oh shit, that is working. All yeah. right, damn, now there's a demand for that too. All right, now I can vote, yeah. No, it was totally, um, yeah, when we started Paleo FX, it was one of those things that just, the gyms were going great, the exercise equipment, part of it was going great. I wasn't involved in the supplement side of it at that point. But those two things were taken off and it, it was just, okay, well, try this and see what happens, you know, who knows. Not at all thinking and really with that mentality that you got to get five or six things going and one of them is really going to take off. Yeah. And 
that freaking took off too. Yeah. And it caught us, it caught all of us by surprise. I mean, we went in, no business plan, no any, no anything, just a partnership that was just kind of like, all right, partners, bam, 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 let's go, let's do this and see what happens. Um, and that was it. Yeah. No business plan, no nothing. That's, that's, it's scary and it's a good thing, right? Yeah. It, I, it's, it's totally a good thing. It's, it, I mean, it's, you're kind of a victim of your own success in a way because then you got too much going on. And this is, this has been a problem with uh, Michelle, my wife, who's the actual CEO of Paleo FX. And my other partner, Mark Alexander, who I'm partners with in the gym and the ARX stuff, mm -hmm. all of us, all of us had that same thing. Michelle had to give up a catering business to take Paleo FX on at a time when Mark and I were like, after the first year, and there was gonna be a second year, which we were like, not <laughs> planning on. Yeah. And Mark and I are like, well, we're tapped out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, and Michelle is kind of like, well, fuck, I guess it's, <laughs> I guess me. it's me. Yeah. And uh, we're like, well, if we're gonna do this again, it's gonna have to be you because we don't have time to mess with this. And of course, you know, still thinking this thing's got legs for maybe one more year and that's it. Um, but, you know, to her credit, she's like, well, shit, I got to shut down this catering business. And, yeah. and we're like, well, if, if we want to go into year two, then yeah, because we, we're not going to shut down the gyms. We're not, not going to shut down this exercise equipment side of it. Yeah. And, and that was hard. I mean, she had to make that decision. Do I want to shut down something I love, which is being a chef and catering to do this thing that nobody knew was going to be anything, but you know, she did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was crazy how it, how it took off like that. And you know, it's, it's really a reflection of the community though, because it's just, we can only be a mirror of what the paleo community is in general. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're, creating really anything yeah. i mean we're just we're a platform and we are a mirror of what's going on in the community so that's a good way to put it yeah, yeah i can see that yeah. especially on the outside looking in it's it, it's the movement was already there right yeah it just had no one to oh the phone's over here i'm sorry there was just no uh no and i hate to say centralized command that's not it but there was no um meeting place for everybody to come to yeah right and we just pretty much just put up a flag and say hey you can meet over here yeah which is essentially yeah no, what I we get did that. i and, get that and now we're doing that you know virtually too hey you know here is where you can here's your portal to come in um to kind of learn about this diet and uh yeah and so spread the message right spread the message yeah it's been it's been really cool and it's been cool to like create is this is just like just barreling forward and it's like just trying to herd everything and keep it together <laughs> and you grew very quickly fast yeah 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 and it's that's another stress too is this thing is going is growing so very fast so you bring on someone like allison it's like if you can't get thrown into the into the middle of the 400 meter finals while it's in progress and catch up and yeah 
right? There's very few people that can do that. Yeah. I mean, and, and we've churned through some people that got through it, and they're just like, fuck, and yeah. bail out. Um, but that's, that's kind of what a fast-moving startup, that's part of it. I mean, that's just what happens in a startup. It's yeah. just growing exponentially like that. And I think the other thing, too, is we, did, we didn't have a model at all because there's no one in the event space that really does what we do, how we do it. And there's for sure no one in the event space that does it at profit and they don't put on events as a loss lead for other things, right? So you can put on events and there are events out there, but they're all, it's one big marketing platform, right? So, sure. it's, so the event itself is a loss lead for some other product. Yeah. Um, and we never went into it that way. We didn't have a product. Right. So the event had to make money on its own, which people come to us now and they're like, how the hell did you do that? How did you make an event earn money? And it, to us, it was like, well, if it didn't earn any money, we wouldn't be here. Right. It, yeah. had, to, it had to be profitable, um, even though it wasn't the first couple of years. Um, but yeah, so, so no models. I mean, even with South by Southwest being here, you can see the little pieces of what they do and how they put things together, but it's still, it still doesn't fit for what we do. It's funny you said the, you basically created like your own path, right? And you did your trailblazing deal and there was no template. I feel like that with us right now. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing now, Sam could probably tell you the same thing too. I don't, we don't have a template. So when you said like you created something out of thin air yeah we did the same thing too man like i mean and so it's it's funny for you to say that because there's always people who you look forward to say like i need a little advice let me pick your brain yeah. on it, right and then the other aspect of it is like well i can't really pick anyone else's brain in this industry because they're not doing it this way if anything we're setting the trend and then we're going to tell other people like oh shit i never thought of it that yeah. way right so then you have to go to the other people who are innovative like yourself and be like well, how did you do it? What did you come up with, right? And then the funny thing is half the time you're like, I don't know, man. You just get the right people involved. And these are, these are the businesses that truly will make it in the end though because the last thing you wanna be is a me too, right? So, so there's value in looking at a process and a business and looking at that and going, okay, I see how I can, how I can give the same value but do it differently and make it more profitable and more valuable so you're tweaking around the edges yeah. right and there's value to that but there's not there's not the upside potential that there is when you create something totally different and new that's where the real when you're the when you're the only one in whatever it is that you do yeah that's that's it right i mean that's uber Airbnb thing. I mean, they're, they're not spinoffs on something. It could be argued that Uber is, you know, just a, a new take on being a taxi, but it's, right. I mean, it's totally different. Right. Everything about it's different. Right. Um, but things like that, that really are a new type of business. You created a new industry. Yeah. You, when you create the new thing, that's powerful, but it's also extremely difficult because, again, you don't have anybody to. You are day to day to day like we are at Paleo FX. I mean, it's there is a goal that you're trying to get to. There's a north star, but you are blazing the trail as you go. 
You yeah. don't know what's going to work. I mean, we just had an online summit. We didn't know it was going to work. We learned so much from that. And you, and you learn. You're like, you know, will this community buy into it? Are we going to be able to market it correctly? Is Are people going to um, look at Paleo FX? And, and this was difficult because in the initial stages of it, even the speakers we were bringing in, they're like, is this is this an in-person thing? Yeah. It, and it didn't matter how many times we said this is an online summit. Online, but they just equated live show, live sure. show, live show, and it's hard to to bust that bust out of that mold. Um, but on the other hand, it's it's exciting, and if you're an adrenaline junkie like I am, yeah. right, um, this is a safe way, safer way um, to get your adrenaline kicks rather than. The type of shit I did when I was in my twenties, yeah, yeah, you know that I luckily survived yeah. <laughs> all of that. But this is a much safer way to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's cool too. It's it's just there's some like I said, there's some days where you're just like, oh, if I could just turn to somebody and say, what did you do in this? Yeah, there's nobody to turn to and yeah. ask that. Um, I understand <laughs> completely what you're going through, man. Like, can you duplicate Keith Morris? No. no, you can't, right? Yeah. I, they, no one can duplicate me. Yeah. And that's just the ego aspect yeah, yeah. talking. But it's the honest truth, well, right? True, yeah. Functional medicine practitioners like Axe and McCola and yeah, all yeah. them. Like, the thing is, and Allison's heard me just say 10,000 times, like, I don't want to be a celebrity. Yeah, I just don't. And if I have a business that's built off of that, if something happens to me, I falter. Yep. Right? Something happens to you, you can have someone come in for payo yep. effects, right? Yep. Your machines, your gym, all that yep. as well. The other problem is there's a demand for this, right? Because the thing is, if you're giving people shots of vitamins with the best quality ingredients, they're gonna feel something and they like it, right? And so like, well, I want this in Houston and Dallas. I want this in California. How do you get it here? And I'm like, well, shit, I don't wanna manage other locations because I don't know how to do that. Plus, I, I just don't think that's the right goal. Yeah, so yeah. when we first came in, I said, Allison, can you do our social media? We're gonna try to build an image and I think eventually what we're gonna to try to do is have a couple of different avenues that might go our way. You know, the one of the things that we did not intend to do was hire a nurse to basically be in house here. Like we thought, no, like let's say, I would need to go out and give a talk or I needed a network. I need to go to fucking luncheon, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. I can't leave here because you see people who just walk in here and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were closed. Like, yeah, it says on the door, but it just happens that way, right? Yep. Yep. If I'm leaving, who can come and say, tell them exactly what choline's for and how it causes yeah, parasynaptic yeah. synapsis, right? You know, parasympathetic synapsis. People are gonna say, no, I come to you for that information. Okay, cool, well, let me put online. No, I wanna come ask you questions. Okay, fine. Well, I can't open another location. I can't teach that. How do I outsource? So these nurses started coming up and saying, well, instead of giving these shots for you in-house, what if I did this in my hometown? Okay, what do you mean? They're like, well, can I contract you because I need your license to supervise this, but can I do this on my own for my own LLC and then just use all your products because he seems like he figured it out. Sure, we'll collect a percentage of that yep. and we'll yep. help you market it and manage it. So right now, Allison, Joy, our creative director, and Baldo, every time they make a flyer or they knew a new menu, uh, Instagram post, they take our logo out, MSW Lounge, and they mm -hmm. put in IV Nurse or Drip Nurse. Right but Slenderella's the brand, right? They use all the same vitamins and formulas, yep. but they're essentially branding our image. Yep. Allison brands Slenderella to the point where we're saying, if we can slap that on a supplement, can we sell that eventually to like LA Fitness and have them all carry it through their gyms? Right can on. we essentially have nurse practitioners and MDs calling us to say, we want to offer hydration IVs, but we want Slenderella in our office right. too. Yep. And then also, we don't know how to do this. Can you teach us how to do this? 
So we have all those people who are calling us and essentially now when you talked about the template of saying, shit, what the hell did we create? The idea is saying, I'll, the only thing I want to do is help people get better. Yep. And like you said, you can't do that yourself. You have to have a network, a support group that's yep. going to have a grassroots movement. I think you can't change the idea of all the physicians out there, but the backbone of this country are nurses. You can change their approach. Yep. And you can say, sure. how do you want to change healthcare? Let's start infiltrating the nurses and that's how we're going to change healthcare. Yep. And so that network is spanning out of four nurses where we have Midland, LaGrange, Bernie, um, Dripping Springs, and they're all doing this. They have their own Instagram posts. Every time yeah, Allison posts, them, right? yeah, we're going to have one in Lubbock. We have people reaching out to us from California. The boost tub, I cannot keep this in stock. This pre-workout mix, like she was probably coming up here for a drink. She had one already earlier. She sent over people in to buy this stuff. I mean, Allison is drinking, right I drink it. Yeah. That's a whole thing. We have Instagram influencers who are going to be promoting that yep. online. We have a couple of gyms now who are carrying the boost in-house and selling it to their members. And I'm just like, shit, this is crazy. Then you have doctors are calling saying, hey, I have an IV clinic, but I want to offer Cinderella. What's the price? But there's this has been created out of thin air. And I don't know who to go to and ask these questions. And what you're saying, too, is like, shit, it's just kind of taken off on its own. Yeah. And so when you keep telling me all that stuff, too, I'm like, oh, shit. So maybe I am doing something right because... I, I feel like I'm like, I don't know, I'm creating this from my hip. No, and that's, I think that's right where you want to be. And that, I mean, and to your point, you don't want to be the the face or the celebrity side of it, because you're right, and you can't ever get away from it. Right. Then you're tied to that thing, but if but if IP is what you have, and if IP is what you're selling, then, then that's what you... What, what I call, you know, going to the coconut farm type because that IP can, it can never be taken from you. Bingo. And then you, and then it's just a matter of massaging how that IP gets filtered out there. Yeah. But that, yeah. And I, I think one thing that's been of tremendous value for me has been, has been mastermind groups. And I know people hear mastermind, they're like, oh, gee, you know. I don't want to hear about mm -hmm. a mastermind. I mean, it seems like it's so overblown. And some of them are, for sure, yeah. overblown. But there is a lot of value in getting, spending a weekend with other entrepreneurs, even though they're, even if they are totally not in your, in your business world necessarily. Sure. But they all have pieces and information that you take a piece from her, a piece from him, a piece from, and you just yeah. make these ties very very quick they can help you along and it's been so valuable for me to be in various masterminds along the way because there's i mean there's this information that just gets lodged in my head just and then you can start putting together ties especially when you come up against a problem and then it just then it just all these things just click into place yeah, well, I've, every one of my friends who is an entrepreneur or owns their own business, I ask them questions. And there's been so many things like, this wasn't the first time someone approached me about that name Slenderella. Mm -hmm. It's trademark. There's been plenty of other people who've asked me things and I'm like, shit, I don't know who to talk to about this. So I call up some friends and I was like, well, what do you think? What's your take on it? And they're like in business uh, with banks. They're like architects, mm -hmm. you know, like all this stuff. Like, what do you think? And because I, I want to hear their take on it, because I can't ask anyone else. Like it's so weird. Yeah. So yeah. so that's like I, I get where you're coming from, the mastermind. That's why I read, you know, Andrew Carnegie. That's why mm -hmm. I'll I'll read, you know, Malcolm Gladwell. You know, just because I'm like, how did y'all do it? Like, uh, what's the name? Tom Brady. I want to ask Tom Brady all about his nutritional program. 
and all that. I don't care anything about football. Maybe to ask them, like, well, what's your mentality before you go in a game, yeah, right? Yeah. But I wanted mentality to ask them, like, started. why are you doing this? What is it about you that thinks that you can play another 10 years in NFL? Mm-hmm. What are you doing with your body right now? That's why I want to know. What's your mentality like? If someone says no, how do you make it happen? And so I think, I think more than anything else, watching the outside as far as paleo FX, I've noticed that you created this movement that there's no telling where it's going to go. I, I just know that y'all are probably watching your ends to make sure that it doesn't go completely corporate where it gets engulfed by like Aetna or something. Yeah, so that so for us there's two things. Number one, we don't want to become just this echo chamber that never grows. I think that's our biggest fear. And that's probably the one thing that we guard against. So for instance, the uh, NSCA is, a, is an organization of um, uh, strength and conditioning coaches, right? Sure. And you would think an organization like that would be very nimble and very open to new ideas and would just be a free-flowing entity, and it's anything but. I mean, they are so ossified in their way of thinking, and in fact, will put up barriers to new ideas being discussed. And that's the last thing you want is that, right? And so we're constantly thinking, all right, are we becoming an echo chamber? Are we getting enough new blood into this organization to to make it grow, to make it expand? Because what it is today is not what it was five years ago. I mean, the, the movement itself has moved. The movement itself has changed its position on certain things. And I think that's that's a boon to this community, right? Because it's not just one thought and then we're never gonna deviate from that thought, even in light of overwhelming evidence to the contrary. It's like, yeah, we're not gonna look at that because that's contrary to what we believe and that's, that is not what we are. And I, I think that's, 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 to be sure, there's a lot of things we dropped the ball on and a lot of things we did wrong business-wise, for sure business-wise. Oh my God, we made so many mistakes and we still make mistakes. But that is the one thing I think that saw us through is people realize, oh, they will change. They are, they do morph, right? And they're not just stuck in their ways. And I think another thing we did very, very early on is we set ourselves up not to be the the celebrity or the person that had the knowledge, but to be the entity and the people that went out and found the knowledge. I, I was always way more comfortable going, oh, that's a cool idea, that's a cool idea, and just constantly going through the churn and putting this stuff together and building building a model out of those new ideas, but not having to be the one to go out and hang my entire monetary stream on that. Yeah. like. And I mean, I can think of a, a number of our speakers that come in and come in for free, by the way, because we provide the platform for them to speak mm-hmm. and to reinvent themselves. Right. And, you know, sometimes that that for some people that may sound or look like it's exploiting these people, but they don't have another platform. And if this is the route that they choose, they're more than willing to come in to Austin every year or to do other um, other events that we have going on so that they can showcase how they've reinvented themselves. Yeah. So, and this was, this was nothing we knew going in either, other than I knew I didn't want to be I didn't want to be the guy having to constantly reinvent himself. And this, this was one drawback to being in the strength and conditioning world because strength and conditioning for sure, Allison, it changes freaking every six weeks is the new 
something. Yeah. That's functional movement. <laughs> so what, if you're the per, if you're the coach who has to constantly reinvent, reinvent, reinvent when you know as a coach, that's all bullshit, man. There's the human body's the human body's been the human body yeah. for thousands of years. These are the basic movements you need to do. This is the basic protocol you need to do. I can jazz it up in a bunch of different ways, but it ends up being the same thing. And oh by the way, it's on you to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> I can coach you, but it's on you to do the work. Yeah. I can't do it for you. Um, that gets exhausting. And I know you guys in the strength and conditioning realm who are just like tired of it, but they have to do it. Yeah. Otherwise it's they don't eat. Yeah. Otherwise true. they don't pay the rent. Yeah, you know? So. But I but it was the same thing I'd ask people too. Uh, I know Allison, whenever you're ready to start, let us know. But um, like, I know the yeah, Denver guy. Filming, like, but, honestly, I mean, this is a great you just go ahead if you want to. Yeah, we'll, just let us know when we're live, and I'll do our little pieces. Well, I know the Denver Nuggets coach. Like, he was doing some stuff that was kind of out there, and I noticed especially for their rehab. And I mean, the the cool thing about it is that I was wondering why is not everyone else doing this too? You know, why why is there not a movement to push like new approaches and new innovative approaches? Because I know what happens, just like it is in medicine. The doctors get used to something for 20, uh -huh. 30 years, yeah. they worked in. Why do I need to go back and reinvent the wheel? Right? There's the push back to say, no, we've done it this way. We've done it this way. And I think that's what you're coming across as saying, well, why can't we do it this way? Yeah. Why can't we have a movement based off of food and nutrition to where there is no one spokesperson? The spokespeople are the yep. community, right? Yep. They're the ones who created this. They created the man for it. It's not me. Yep. They just needed to put someone together, right? Yeah. And that's what Paleo FX is. Yeah. And it and it is. It's uh, it's constant feedback from the attendees, from the people in this movement, which I think is hugely valuable, right? So so you might look at all the anecdotal evidence that's being accumulated, and you might go, yeah, but that's not. A randomized control trial right okay well I don't need a randomized control trial to tell me that parachutes work right it's it's evident yeah. I see it work and the same thing with with anecdotal evidence and I think one thing in so we're in a unique niche too with with the diet side of things because dietary studies in and of themselves are so difficult to pull off and they're difficult to pull off precisely because People are not lab rats, yeah. right? You can't con you can't just put them in a cage and control all the other variables that also right. play into right. right? You you can't not ethically anyway. You right? Can't yeah, pull that yeah that's off. a good point. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> so you have to rely if you're going to be smart and make dietary choices for yourself. You have to rely a lot on anecdotal evidence. The scientific randomized controlled trials still come into play. Of course they do. Yeah. Of course. But you have to be a smart individual and be able to weigh that against the two and to look at a study and go, yeah, that's a cool study, but that was only four weeks, right? And, and oh, by the way, that was four weeks of the test subjects only coming in for an hour a day, right? There's 23 other hours. That, you know, what did they do for those other 23 hours? Yeah. And before I moved back to Austin, I was curious about how because I'm a liberal arts major, right? I never went through the the scientific side to even see how a study was set up. I yeah. had no no clue. I mean, yeah. that just wasn't my thing. So I thought, I lived in a university town, and I had access because I was helping coach um, the university football team um, and the strength and conditioning side of it. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to offer myself up 
to be in one of these studies and I'm gonna see how tightly controlled it is from a participant side. So I did. And this was supposed to be a very, very tightly controlled study. It had to do with uh, eccentric exercise and uh, there was a protocol that we had to follow every day. And it was like, cool. And there was like 25 other, uh, there was 25 guys, 25 uh, females, roughly split. They did all the upfront work, the muscle biopsies, body fat testing, they did a VO2 max, all of these parameters. Okay, cool, they're tightly controlled. But when it got into the actual study itself, the only control they had on this was to come in, do the specified workout, and then leave. And then they would say, you know, you're not supposed to work out anymore, do any other thing, this is what you're supposed to eat. And just in talking with the guys, you're sitting there hanging out, they're like, fuck that shit, I'm gonna go get some arm work today, bro. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it totally off the diet. And I thought, there's no, you can't control human beings, man. There's yeah. just no way to control them like that. You can't keep them locked up. And if you do, if you do have people that are willing to do that, the cost is just astronomical. To be able to keep them in a closed environment where you totally measure all the goes ins, all the good, it can be done, but it's just ungodly expensive. And who's going to pay for that? Yeah. So if, you know, if big pharma pays for it, that's tainted. If big ag pays for it, you know, some conglomerate pays, that's tainted because you know that no entity is going to shovel that much money into a study when they might have an inkling that might go the other way on them. Yeah. Right? That's just not going to happen. So, yeah. So on the dietary study front, it's very dicey business to pull it off. And there's been some initiatives to make that, um, can I say clean, uncluttered, no monetary ties. And what that's going to require is some big name donor, like a Michael Dell or someone like that, who says, you know, I this is my, in my will, I'm just going to leave this money to dietary study and even that's iffy but it's a hell of a lot better than what we have right now yeah yeah uh just to pause here keith norris here from paleo fx we jumped into it like he came in we just started talking right away <laughs> here at msw lounge which is great though i mean this is awesome yeah i mean awesome talk. it's funny because i was going to ask you like what do you want to talk about in the sense of like we want to talk about your background and all that this is more fascinating to me than anything else i have like some we were asking about paleo fx and the idea behind it i mean if you have a community that is essentially there for the taking, right? You're saying we're the spokespeople. We've created a community that where people can basically put their input into it and tell us what's working for them, not the mm -hmm. other way around, as opposed to research studies and all that. Then why why research studies? Why do you want research studies to validate what? Yeah, I think there's there's still value in research studies if if what it is that you're that is being researched can be siloed down to to something that to where you can remove all the um, unintended consequences, all the variables out of it. The problem with humans is, is a you can't put them in a you can't put them in a lab, you can't put them in a cage, you can't control you you can't control all these outside variables. And a and a living organism is much more than just its diet. It's its diet. It's its epigenetic input as well. All of this matters. Yeah. And all of this matters hugely. And just to 
to try to silo out one element and to say that's the end-all be-all is, is nearly impossible. I mean, you have to look at the entity as a whole and the just the epigenetic stew that that entity is in, and that's what matters. And that's why dietary studies are so incredibly hard. And that's one of the values of a, of a community like the paleo community and the paleo FX community is we have access to all this anecdotal evidence, right? So, so sleep, for instance, just the basic act of sleeping is so, has such a massive impact on all the downstream systems in the body. Mm -hmm. There's not a biological system within the body that is not optimized by sleep, right. not one. There's nothing you give up by sleeping too much except time. Mm -hmm. But that's the one thing nobody wants to give up is time. Right. right. So everybody tries to cut their sleep back at the expense of their health. Right. And so then they go back. And I know I'm going way on a tangent from what no, you fine. asked. No, it's fine. Just, it's fine. It's fine. But, but this is just one example, right? So anecdotally, you start getting these reports back. Hey, I bit the bullet, started sleeping for eight hours. And oh, by the way, you know, my diabetes is now more easily controlled. Well, no shit, really. So it's not just diet, but it's diet plus lifestyle. And this is one thing that we have really pushed with paleo FX because I think the public at large hears paleo and they think diet. Yeah. All right, it's, that's natural. But we really push an all encompassing lifestyle. So it's not, is diet part of it? Yes, it certainly is. And I think there's arguments to be made for a whole foods diet. Yeah. Um, in a diet that's absent of grains and absent of sugars primarily. I think there's I think there's huge argument for that. Yeah. But you also have to take that into context with all the other lifestyle issues too. And it's sleep, for instance, it's personal relationships, it's tribe, it's emotional health, it's relational health, it's financial health even. Yeah. Because if you're under stress financially, that's going to affect you. That's going to affect your sleep. That's, and you see all, the t all these trickle-down effects from that. Yeah. So paleo effects is really all of that and all of that together. Yeah. So it, you're saying now that paleo is a lifestyle. Sure. It's not a diet. It's a diet and lifestyle. Yeah. But, but when, I, when, when I tell somebody, and, and I'll ask them this, instead of are you eating a paleo diet, I asked, do you live a paleo lifestyle? Right. So, and that includes diet for sure. Of course. But it's all these other issues as well. And I, so I'm the uh, liberal arts guy, poli-sci poli major. Yeah. And if there was one thing that was pounded into my head, it was if you own the word, you own the conversation. You get to define the word. And so for the last five years, we have really been beating the drum more lifestyle than diet. And yeah. I think it, it's just going to take just over and over in time and time. And finally, the larger public will begin to see paleo is more of lifestyle versus, and it's gotten a lot better because let me tell you, five years ago, if you brought up paleo, it was ha-ha caveman, beards, butter, bacon, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, so we've really made leaps and bounds changes in that area, which I'm very, very proud of. Yeah, this what you talked about earlier about the adaption, right? Like, because yep. if you just say, all right, we're a diet, then essentially you're what, and I hate to say it, but you're Whole Foods, 
Well, whole thirty, your whole, your whole. Yeah. Uh, I know Atkins back when he was trying to do all this, right? You're saying yeah. you're moving, you're attaching yourself to a diet. If the diet never changes, but everything else around you does, yeah. what's going to happen, right? You can't stay stagnant. But I'd be hard pressed to find anyone who probably attends Paleo FX that says, "Yeah, I only do diet. I only do Paleo yeah. FX diet. Like I don't, I, I don't take supplements. I don't exercise. I don't sleep. I'm not grounding myself. I'm not doing infrared sauna. I'm not doing cold baths and everything. I'm certainly not running outside without my shirt on. Right? You know, someone, someone who thought that Paleo was only diet and showed up to Paleo FX would think it was a room full of crazy people. Right? Yeah. yeah. They walk around in the Vibram five finger shoes that everyone hates that I wear so much. They have their blue blockers on because they don't like the the lights in the in the complex. They walk around without shirts on. They're eating random stuff. They're, I've seen people napping in the hallway before. Right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're attending the workout workshops and so like everyone that, or a large portion of people that I've seen at Paleo FX, although they do have a lot of beginners coming in, like mm -hmm. they're some, everyone is well-versed in something, at least one other thing besides the diet. For sure. And the yeah. diet's been morphing a lot lately too. Yep. Um, I mean, I've attended since 2014, 15. And um, so that was, th I've been to three cycles of it and this will be my fourth coming up and like, just seeing the difference in questions about diet and mm -hmm. seeing how the speakers address the diet has changed drastically just in four years. Um, would you be willing to like elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. So we just had this uh, keto online summit, right? Which those of us within the paleo community, it's just like, oh yeah, keto is just a variant of paleo. Yeah. All right. So you just shift your macronutrient profile a lot, you know, and you're, you're keto. So five years ago, that would have been like, you know, what? Hold on a minute. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not getting what you're saying. How, how can you even say that? Yeah. And this has gone so far as to within this paleo group, you will have uh, people asking questions. Hey, I'm, I'm a vegan or vegetarian. Can I turn that into a keto diet? Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure you can. Yeah. You just have to choose. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't want to include animal fats, I mean, you're kind of limited to coconut and olive oil and, and avocado fats, but yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. absolutely. So this, so where there, where there was this major like vegan, vegetarian, paleo, just, yeah. just at loggerheads. And I'm not saying it's all kumbaya right now, but it is a lot closer and they're like, oh, well, maybe we do have a lot in common. Well, in fact, we, we have way more in common than we have against each other because we both champion animal husbandry above above all i mean we are we want animals to be raised humanely yeah and that when we we both champion that now we're gonna you know obviously we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna eat them <laughs> yeah so obviously there's that there's that divide but yeah. even but even there we can at least now have, have a conversation that okay if you're if you're vegetarian for ethical reasons cool people do things all the time for religious purposes or for ethical purposes that they know is counter to their health yeah right they, i mean that's just the human experience we do that and certain certain people do that awesome but now let's have a conversation if you're if you if you're going to do this let's talk about how you can protect your health yeah right let's talk about how you can how you can go about doing that and let's realize that yes you know we can disagree on on the killing of another sentient being for your own 
benefit. Yeah. And we can we can argue we can agree to disagree on that. But let us work together to change all these other massive issues that the food production in, in the food production system that we have now. Yeah. And that's that's a huge change in the last few years. A huge change. I can say that, yeah. To even have paleo consider vegan, and we talked to Allison and I talked before, say, is it more plant-based now that you're going towards more? Because she, she's like, well, I'm not giving up my deer sausage and everything. Yeah. I understand that, right? But mm -hmm. she kills her deer yeah. and she processes it and she knows exactly how to yes. do that. So it's a different story than getting something that's been frozen for from God knows where. No, totally. Yeah. And that's, yeah, so that, and there was a big push within the paleo community to, to eradicate CAFOs and to get, you know, the, the um, how can I say, the, the manufacturer of meat, you know, treating animals as if they were an assembly line product. Yeah, I and, agree. And, and this is also a, a environmental issue as well, right? So we can discuss how having herbivores on on uh, ground that was otherwise used for monocropping, how that is a tremendous boon to the environment and to the health of that particular plot of land. I agree. That's huge. I agree. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a chef's table I watched on Netflix, and they talked about a chef literally went out and got a piece of land so he could get like really good eggs. But then he's like, "Well, I need pigs out there. I need people to graze, I, I, or animals to graze. I need I need ducks. I need horses. Yes. I need like lamb. I need goats and all this." And so like this ecosystem was developed and that's all i'm saying like yes it's all needed just like we need bees yes. in order to survive right you know yep. they're being they're, they're gonna die off and it's like well there goes our avocados yeah what the hell are we gonna do then yeah. you know so i i agree completely animal cruelty has nothing to do with paleo the idea is just saying if anything you worship the food you're going to eat because you treat you take care of them because you know that's going to go in your body you don't want anything stressed out in your body as well yeah so yeah, like when I would talk to Allison about the, the whole idea of changing and evolving, like when you first came in here, you were talking about like, you don't want to just hang your hat on one idea, yep. right? Like you want to continue to evolve. The interesting thing is like the speakers that come in, like I know one of them was known about like the sugar-free diet for a while. Like she was, she even came to my chiropractic school and started speaking as that as well. I think McCullough is another one, right? Yep. That you have on, and he has a whole company built off his name. I mean, dot com, right? And all yep. that. And he has very much, uh, a mindset to where you incorporate a holistic aspect of everything right so paleo is doing the same thing right yes. so like tell me what's the typical like holistic approach for a like a recommended paleo beginner like what would you say yeah so and i would just throw josh axon to that mix too and so now you have the whole chinese medicine aspect to this so i think paleo has really opened itself up to all types of alt you know using air quotes that yeah. don't translate well in the podcast world, but um, all types of alternative healing methods that the standard medical community would poo-poo. Yeah. It totally poo-poo. And oh, by the way, they would poo-poo the diet. It's having any type of effect, <clears throat> positive or negative, on the human body, which is crazy. It's totally crazy. I can't believe that the the standard medical practice as it is right now does not address <clears throat> does not address diet right out of the gate the first when a patient first shows up the first question should be what is your diet yeah i mean that's it. i mean that's just so blatantly obvious why is it that humans or animals that are unfortunate enough to be fed by humans why are those the only animals on earth that have to worry about their weight and have to con and have to control their weight and, and they're 
really their health in general. If they're just left to their own devices, they just do their thing and they're very, very healthy and they go on being giraffes and zebras and whatever else, very healthy and they go on. But human beings, because we have these damn opposable thumbs and big brains, we've created this zoo for ourselves that we have to A, wake up to, and then B, learn how to navigate. Yeah. And, and believe me, I, I mean, we're sitting here taping a podcast right now and we're in an office and we have all the, all the cool technological advances that our species has come up with, which is awesome. And I don't, I don't want to leave that behind. Yeah. That's very, very cool. But on the other side of that have come unintended consequences that we need to know how to navigate. And if we don't, we're just going to A, die earlier and B, be sicker during those periods we are alive. So we have to wake up to that. And it, it's when you do wake up to that, it's almost as if you're, you're Neo in the Matrix and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> what's, yeah. I, I get it. I see what's going on here and I can't fast enough till everybody else or get everybody else to wake up. And really all it is is to wake up to that and realize, oh, I, this is in my control I, if I take responsibility, you know, and it, it take responsibility, yes, but don't play the victim card. So in other words, don't, don't wake up and go, I'm in the human zoo, poor me, play the victim card and roll over and die. That's not it. You have to, you're going to get me on my rage against the machine roll here in yeah, just yeah, a minute. Yeah, but yeah. You have to take responsibility and actually react to that because there's good ways to react to it. Yeah. You know, change your diet, open your mind to alternative healing methodologies. Um, all of these things work and all of them can make you live a much happier, healthier life. That's amazing. I think the before you came in today, even with Allison being a part of, of Paleo FX and all that, I never looked at it in a sense of saying it's it's more than a diet. And I don't want to belittle that approach, right? But the truth is that people know Paleo because of the Paleo diet, right? Mm -hmm. But then now what you're saying is it's much more than that, right? Because you're probably going to have conversations where people are like, well, why aren't you getting acupuncture done, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why aren't you looking at your digestive health? Why aren't you taking care of your mood? You know, things like that as well, right? So when you say paleo is much more than diet, you've separated yourself already from all the other trends that are out there, right? Yeah. Paleo is here to stay. It's been here before and it's going to continue, but you're evolving. Yeah, continually evolving. And I think the hardest, the hardest part of this, and I don't know if we got this before we started, um, you know, before we started recording, or yeah. not. but just like in training and in strength and conditioning where the, you know, at the end of the day, the person being trained has to do the work. I can't lift the weights for you. I can't run the miles for you. I, I can tell you how to better accomplish that and to, you know, and I can kind of Sherpa you through all of that, but you've actually got to do the work. The same thing happens on the diet and lifestyle side of things. So people always want a template, right? Yeah. They, they want like the golden yeah, yeah. template that they're somehow going to magically follow. And I, I can't give you that. Yeah. No one can give you that. But the paleo, those that are fully immersed in the paleo community realize that I can give you a starting point, but that you're going to have to adopt a, a mindset of critical thought to move yourself forward. And this is, probably the biggest separation on the diet side of things from paleo as opposed to everything else on the diet side of things.
Yeah. Right? Because every other diet out there, just name the diet. There is a book and a template that, bam, follow this and you're done. Yeah. Where paleo tells you, here is the template. Welcome to the game. Yeah. This is just the start. That's cool. I like that approach. <laughs> yeah. I like that approach. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of paleo. I've, I've actually done the diet myself. Um, you but, eat largely paleo. But I, I do, actually. I tried to say I was ketogenic and, and more mm. like vegan. But the interesting thing is, and this might be a topic for another type of debate, but like... I've looked at my blood work and what it's shown me mm -hmm. when I eat animal products. I know mm -hmm. what it does to me. So I tender that and say, like, all right, well, I'll do a little bit of animal products, just not as much because I know how I metabolize it, right? right. It's not for everyone, right? Yep. But even with Allison, she's gone more paleo and more plant-based now, and we've seen her blood work and what it does for her. And so she metabolizes meat pretty well. Yep. But I, I, like I said, I've modified it. It's yep. been pretty a basic thing because I love the principles behind it. Cut out the grains, cut out the inflammatory foods, eat real food. Yes. But then also take care of your body, yes. right? Like it's primitive. Take care of your body. When you need to cool down, you go inside. You know, when you need sun and you're feeling kind of drained, go out there, yep. open, do some chest openers all of a sudden, get yes. that sunbeam right there, make you feel like a person again, like yep. a human being. Go walk barefoot for a while, Drink right? clean water. Drink clean water. Yeah. All the, yeah. Um, all of those basic things that nobody wants to hear. They want a, they want a magic pill. I'm sorry. Yeah. You got to do the basics. Uh, I, I understand <laughs> that. And that's why when people come in here, they do the Slenderella as well. It's like, hey, you got to do a little bit yes. of your part too, right? Like yeah. it's not just, here you go. Well, it's and, just with Chinese medicine, right? I mean, Chinese medicine doesn't just magic. You have to do your work on the other side too. Yeah. Any of these alternative healing methodologies, whether it's vitamins and minerals, whether it's Chinese medicine, whether it's uh, chiropractic work, yoga, yoga, all of these things, they under, it's understood that that is a healing methodology, but you, you have to take care of the baseline on the daily. Yeah. And, and it's those basic things. Yeah. Right? But, it, but it's a start though, right? Like yes. you say, Hey, let me introduce you to this. Yep. You start figuring out, come back and talk to me again when you're ready yep. for the next step. Yep. And then, like, I like that. that there's not a there's not an end in sight. I almost wanted to ask you, like, what's the end result for paleo effects? There is no end in sight. We are constantly evolving and morphing. I don't even, you know, five years from now, I don't know what we're going to look like, which is super exciting. Yeah. I don't know where the end is. I don't know, you know, who knows? I mean, we find out new stuff both in science, yes, but also in anecdotal feedback from the people who are doing this that morphs and changes this lifestyle thing day to day to day to day i don't know where it's i don't know where it's gonna end but that's that's exciting it though, is right? super exciting i just know that we're gonna affect more people day to day to day to day so that's the only given um where it ends who knows but that's you know where does where does life ultimately end? That's what makes it exciting, right? You don't know where the end point is. Well, what's exciting for you is knowing the fact that when you go to bed at night, and even five years from now when you go to bed, you're going to look back, and no matter what you did with this creation or not, whatever it takes off here, you're going to say, I did more to help people become healthier than most doctors ever would have dreamed of. Right, yes. That's... Okay, you affect more lives and change more lives than I ever could, all right? I don't care how many people come in here and come get a shot or an IV or I talk to them about blood work and all that. They need to hear it from someone else. Mm -hmm. They need to hear it from other people, a community. People said, I've done this. They're, like, yeah. they're running the blogs, right? They're running their community boards. They're saying, how can I do this? How can I get better? I'm Every year, New Year's resolution. Hey, how can I get healthier? How can I lose weight? But it's like, but it's more than just losing 20 pounds, right? It's you want to feel better. You want to sleep better. You want to play with your kids. You want to feel like you can conquer the world again, right? People don't know how good they feel until they feel that good. That's 
That's true. And right? that's so, yeah. And that's, I think that's the, uh, that's where we got you when you come into the paleo lifestyle is you don't know how good you can feel until after you do it. And then once you do it, you never turn back. You just don't, you're not going to go back to the old way. Yeah. You just, you don't, we got you. After that's you right. For I know. 30 days, we got you. And that's why the diet is the lifestyle yep. because the diet is just part of it. Right. I mean, you got to make sure you take care of this way and that. And so, I mean, we could talk a whole hour about what you're doing on your sense to say, I'll take care of this and do it that. But essentially it's like, take care of your body. It's the only one you have there, yep. right? That you're given, take care of it. There's no telling how far you can go with it. And the paleo, I think is essentially encompassing that mentality, that philosophy. And I think that's why you've grown so well and grown so quickly. So I, I commend you for it. So Thank we you. have a wonderful event with PaleoFX every yes. year here in Austin now, right? Yes. I'm, the, uh, I'm thankful for that too. Yep. Every year it's here in Austin. This year it happens to be the 27th through the 29th of April. Perfect. I'll come in there a second. Sorry. Uh, so April, end of April. Obviously, we got a busy clinic going on here too. And then uh, if you can't make it down, obviously, you can go to the website. You can yep. do the community, log in, get diets. You can find Allison. You can find Keith. Come to Austin. Come to one of his gyms, right? Yeah. Come yeah, to check come out. To, come to a fashion exercise. Um, this is something else. So I always get hit up to take people through uh, training sessions during PaleoFX. I can't do it during PaleoFX. <laughs> yeah. I would love to, but I'm a little busy during those three, four, five days. But uh, if you happen to be in town, the week prior or if you're hanging out the week after i'll be here and be glad to, to take you through a workout as well that's all you know come down to austin for a week you can hang out in worse places for a week yeah I can tell you. you're gonna accidentally get fit if you come to austin that's just how right. it is that's, right you're yes. gonna be motivated to do it so come talk to keith come see us msw lounge go to the paleo fx this year you'll learn something i guarantee it it's a big paleo party. It's a big paleo party, all right? Indeed. Wonderful. Well, Keith, thank you so much for coming on Absolutely and uh, talking Thanks. with us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you all soon.